This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Green Bar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! Now, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. All right, let's get right to it. Yesterday was one of the great sports days this city has had, and I do believe an even better one is coming on Saturday as a result of what we saw last night. Tom Ackerman, indeed, with you. We have so much to get to. The Cardinals played their first spring training game. The Blues played yesterday downtown. The Billikens played at Chaffetz Arena. Mizzou played in Athens, Georgia. You had so much happening all at once. A lot of action to get to, but we cannot begin the show without taking you down a little journey in Austin, Texas, on our sister station down the hall, Y98 FM. I present to you St. Louis City SC. Enjoy. Let the 2023 MLS season begin for St. Louis City SC. Now, Y98 presents 90 and 60. A look back at St. Louis City's inaugural match against Austin FC. Now Luven, second corner of the night. Opposite side, a beauty oh. laser. Oh, baby! Our city, our spirit, our first. Here's an over-the-top ball to Driussi. Left foot floats one. And it's in the back of the cage. Tie game. Shot by Gallagher off the far post and in. Austin FC makes a 2-1 advantage. Huge giveaway. In deep. Oh, Jared Stroud. Klaus down the right side of the box. Cuts it back toward the middle. Oh, oh. 3-2 St. Louis City. Close to a minute left in stoppage time. A flick on. Cross it oh. here. Oh, a failed bar exam. Luckily, a header went off and the bar. Whistle blows. St. Louis City SC victorious. 3 2, a historic night. This has been 90 and 60. St. Louis City SC hosts Charlotte Saturday night at City Park. Pre game coverage begins at 7 on Y98 St. Louis. It was an amazing time. I mean, if you really think about what we're talking about here, it's a franchise that starts its first season ever. In MLS, and we had to wait three-plus years for it. 
They started in August of 2019 with the announcement from Don Garber, the commissioner of Major League Soccer, that St. Louis was going to land this franchise. And here we are in 2023, and all they hear from the outside, not from St. Louis necessarily, but from the outside, is the fact that it's an expansion team and it's not going to do well and they don't have the talent and they have blah, 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 blah. they're going to have to wait and wait and wait. They go into Austin, the number two team in the Western Conference last year, and beat them. Final three to two in front of a raucous crowd down there. That is a remarkable achievement. And it's just game one. Game two is at City Park in downtown West. And if it wasn't going to be wild downtown on Saturday, March 4th, this will take it to another level. The tickets are very hard to obtain. The tickets will be sold out. The tickets will be filled with crazies and casual observers and business leaders and young and old, and it's going to be a lot of fun. What you're experiencing right now, you'll be talking about for years. You were there when it all started, MLS. Now they'll have to sustain it. But game one is as good as they could have possibly imagined. That's a great win. For a franchise. By the way, on the call there, Joey Zanaboni, and we will continue to play some of those calls as we go along this morning, along with Dale Schilly. That's fun. That is a lot of fun. That's Y98 FM, the home of St. Louis City SC Soccer, and KMOX will have programming throughout the season. Lutz Fandensteel, who will not be able to join us because of travel today, will regularly join us on Sports on a Sunday Morning. He's the sporting director. I'd say that he's probably the most relieved of all. He's the one who's been planning this for two-plus years. This roster, this staff, this execution, this style, had it in his head, put it on paper, and got it done. They won the game 3-2 to two over Austin. That is a remarkable achievement. And everybody associated with that franchise should be very proud of how far they've come and they get a win. We'll have some fun with that coming up on March 4th. The Cardinals played yesterday. They took on the Washington Nationals at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium in beautiful Jupiter, Florida. And Adam Wainwright was on the mound. Advanced on a ground out and scored on a looping single with the runner going on three and two and swinging a miss. Yadiel Hernandez strikes out. Adam Wainwright in the second inning. The runners go, and the pitch is taken for a high strike. Abrams thought he had a walk on three and two and takes strike three, leaving two on. Wainwright allows a run on in two innings, uh, and the Cardinals are down one to nothing. In the third, this. Next pitch is hit hard to right field by Donovan. And backing up is the right fielder over his head. Big fly, Brendan Donovan. And the Cardinals take the lead 2-1. to one. Boy, he got a hold of that one. Yeah, he's got some power. He doesn't have power numbers, but Brendan Donovan can get a hold of him, and he's just a great hitter. He doesn't strike out very often. He makes great contact. You could tell he saw something before that home run. He had a big swing earlier on a pitch. He tapped one foul on a pitch that was out of the zone. He just saw the pitcher well, and then he ripped that one out of the park, and the Cardinals had a 2-1 lead. And the Cardinals pitching was good from that point forward. Jake Woodford, he had two scoreless innings. Henesis Cabrera. You're going to really need to see him, I think, if you're the Cardinals. You want to be able to see some good production out of Henesis Cabrera, and he came out and pitched two, uh, pitched a scoreless inning, allowed a hit. Uh, Packy Naughton 
had a scoreless inning, and he's going to be starting some games, I think, down there for them. So everybody gets a little look here. Wayno, Woodford, Cabrera, Naughton, Zach Thompson. He pitched a scoreless frame. Nail gave up a run in an inning. Whitley gave up a run to close it out, but the Nationals went at 3-2. to two. But really what you're trying to see is some at-bats from some of your regulars. Paul Goldschmidt had a hit in this game. Nolan Arenado was 0-2, but he had... Some good contact. Speaking of good contact, Wilson Contreras hit a ball that went out to center and the wind caught it. Otherwise, that ball is gone. And I'm hearing that he hit an absolute bomb today in batting practice that went like 450, 460 feet. So it's nice to see Wilson Contreras in a Cardinals uniform behind the plate. Also behind the plate was C.B. Buckner. What the heck is wrong with this guy? I, I, I mean, how do you go through a whole offseason – and not shake Ollie Marmel's hand. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. It's baseball. What did he do? What did he do? Other than what every manager would ever say to an umpire is that you got the call wrong. And is it because he's young and because it was his first year? Guy won a division. He's he knows the game. He knows baseball. CB's been around a long time. I mean, shake the guy's hand and move on. You don't have to agree. Now you've just made this thing linger on forever. What the heck is wrong with him? <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on the show as well. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll tell you what happened in college basketball yesterday. Mizzou stormed Georgia in the second half. And SLU looked good. They beat Loyola's not very good this year, but they beat Loyola, beat them soundly. They're starting to come around a little bit. There's a lot to get into in college hoops. We have a huge show today. Travis Ford at 1030, John Mosellock at 1130, Chris Blair on NASCAR, Nick Ragone on golf, St. Louis City SC, St. Louis Battlehawks, St. Louis Blues. It's all wrapped up in one show right here. It is sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. And it is sponsored by Graybar. Back after this. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Come back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. 
Well, we're having fun here, that's for sure. A lot going on in sports, including St. Louis City SC. We heard the highlight package at the start of the show, getting themselves a victory at Austin, 3-2. to two. That is big-time stuff. And the fact that the Cardinals played their first game, that happened yesterday, and we just heard some of the highlights of that and recapped a bit of that. We heard Matt Pauley with his report as well, and we took a couple of pokes at C.B. Buckner, who I, is just ridiculous, Drew. I just, it's, you know, grow up. Yep. I mean, it's baseball. And, and it's just it's just being a, a human being and moving on. I mean, don't we have disagreements in business and in life? You just move on, man. Absolutely. Anyway, um, Manny Machado, an 11-year extension. 11-year extension today with San Diego Padres. It's been widely reported. I believe Jeff Passan was the first to get it out there from ESPN. 11 years, $350 million for Machado. Now, he's great. He's great player, no doubt. Number two in the MVP voting. Number one was Goldschmidt. Number three was Arenado. And Machado was right there. Excellent player. He's only 30 years old. So he'll be 41 when this uh, deal expires. But, hey, the Padres are just throwing around money, man. They're just writing checks. They're in. I mean, they are aggressive and a medium-sized market, just super aggressive. They want to leave nothing out there. They still have to pay Juan Soto. They haven't paid him yet. That is remarkable. Uh, Darren Drager of TSN is reporting that Ivan Barbashev has been traded to the Vegas Golden Knights for a prospect. So we'll follow up on that. But the trade deadline is Friday, and they've already dealt Vladimir Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly, and now... Barbie going to Vegas. Uh, the Blues lost 3-2 to two to the Penguins. We'll, we'll get into our Blues breakdown coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, but it is tough uh, to see the Blues losing games. And I know that was a close game yesterday, and they lost in overtime, but, man, they were just outshot from the get-go uh, by the Penguins. I, I know some of those players are really working to rally back. Some others are, you know, bouncing, punching back at uh, whatever Craig Berube said about them. Just... You know, get out there and play, and let's finish this season strong and then see what the Blues are doing about rebuilding themselves because clearly they're in a rebuild. Now, St. Louis City SC, St. Louis Cardinals, I present to you our other partner at Odyssey St. Louis, KMOX Radio, the St. Louis Billikens. Now to Perkins, out on the wing, left side. Can't penetrate, double team comes, now they back off. Hughes gives it. On the right side for Hargrove on the dribble. TJ to the left block on a hard dribble. Then kicks it out to Jimerson. He wants an NBA three. Bang! He got it! Jalen Quinn kind of had his hands down and Gibson looked at him and said, really? He's a special talent. Gibson, Jimerson. Billikens up 26-18 on that three. They go up 15 on a three by Larry Hughes Jr. And then... Being guarded by Kennedy. At 6-1, Hughes gives it to Jimerson. 4-3-2, leans three. <laughs> Bang, he got it! <laughs> oh, man, all over him, hanging on him. They throw it the length of the floor, and it's into the stands. What a shot. He just needed a look. He, he just head and ball fakes that time. Got him off the feet just so he can get a nice look at the basket. He's got three, four inches on the defender. Knocks it down. Gibson after a slow start, 12 points. Gibson Jimerson. He did get off to a slow start, and then he lit it up and then continued his hot stretch with a game-high 21 points. Billikens were up 16 at the half. That game was over at that point. They won it by 19, 81-62 over Loyola. Billikens now 19-10 overall, 11-5 in the Atlantic 10. They keep pace in the A-10 for a chance at a top-four seed. They're in a three-way tie for second place. So they are 
literally in the top four, but there are a lot of teams pushing their way into position here. They've got to get that double buy if they want to win this A-10. So they're in a three-way tie for second. The top four get the double bye. Two games to go. The Billikens beat Loyola. Final score, 81-62. Jimerson has scored 20 points in five of the Billikens' last seven games. Also yesterday, the Missouri Tigers won 85-63 over Georgia and actually trailed by a point in this game at halftime. Then they came roaring back. And it's not just the Tigers' ability to shoot the basketball, but they play defense when they really lock it down. They allowed 22 points in the second half, 22 to Georgia, and held them to 41% shooting for the game, 34% shooting from three, and Mizzou was off the charts from three. They hit 14 of 28, 50% from beyond the arc, 58% from the floor. That's going to win you games. And they went at 85-63 over Georgia. Hats off to Lindenwood University. Lindenwood beats Arkansas Little Rock on a last second three in overtime, 97-96. And they do it at home. And with that, they are in Evansville for the OVC tournament. In their first year in the Ohio Valley Conference, the Lindenwood Lions are going to the postseason. That's pretty cool. SIUE beat Southeast Missouri State 93-78. That's a significant win as SIUE had been struggling a little bit. They should win that game at home, and they did. So the Ohio Valley Conference standings are pretty interesting right now with Moorhead State leading the way. But you got a bunch of teams bunched together, Tennessee Tech, Tennessee Martin, Tennessee State, Southeast Missouri State, all with winning records, SIUE and USI checked in with 9-9 nine and nine records in the conference. Let's look at the Missouri Valley Conference while we're at it real quick. Drake and Bradley are tied at the top with 15-4 and four records. you got three teams at 13-6, and six, Southern Illinois, Belmont, and Indiana State, and Missouri State has a record of 11-8. and eight. Those are the top six out of 12. Murray State is 10-9, and nine, Northern Iowa's 9-10. and 10. The bottom four are Valpo, Illinois State, UIC, and Evansville. They'll all be playing Thursday. Nobody wants to play on Thursday. So if you're a top four in the Valley, you don't play on Thursday, and that's really going to help you win the tournament if you only have to play Friday, Saturday, and the championship on Sunday. Winner of this tournament goes to the NCAA tournament. That's all the Valley's going to get. It's all the Ohio Valley's going to get, too. So it's a one-bid league, and that makes things really, really tough. Same thing in the Atlantic 10. One team's going to get in. One. And is going to try to make sure that they are that team. Top 25 college basketball, the number one team in the nation is Houston. And they won yesterday. They took care of East Carolina, 76-57. Number two team in the country is Alabama. They hung on, beat Arkansas at home, 86-83. Number three is Kansas. Kansas had a tough time against West Virginia, but found a way to win it at home, 76-74. Elsewhere, you look at the top 25 Let's just poke around a little bit, shall we? Number four, UCLA. They are awfully talented. UCLA Bruins have a share of the Pac-12 title. They won their game. Uh, That happened a little bit earlier as they pick up a win. That happened uh, earlier in the weekend. And number five, Purdue, loses at home to Indiana. Final there, 79-71, 17th-ranked Hoosiers sweep. 
the season series against Purdue. They go in, they get Jalen Hood Shafino scoring 35 points. That's a career high for him. That's an unbelievable amount for a freshman. He goes in as cool as can be in one of the toughest atmospheres in college basketball and wins that game for Indiana by eight. Elsewhere in the top 10, I thought it was just a wild day. Arizona State hit a shot from three-quarters length of the court to beat Arizona, 89-88. Arizona's the seventh-ranked team in the country. Number nine, Baylor, beat number eight, Texas, 81-72. Another good game was North Carolina. They needed, needed a quad one win, and they got it over number six, Virginia, 71-63. Tenth-ranked Marquette is very good. They are going to be a team that I think a lot of people will sleep on going into the tournament. Watch out for them. They beat DePaul 90-84. to That's top 10 college basketball for you. We will take a quick timeout, and when we come back, we will hear from Travis Ford, the head coach of the St. Louis Billikens. This is the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday Morning. Goldschmidt swings, and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Use the screen twice, weaves through traffic, high off the window, wouldn't go. Rebound, Okoro battles, knocked away, loose in the midcourt, Collins runs it down. Yuri, cross-court, Jimerson, three, bang, he got it! Oh, doctor! Yeah, he's sitting over there in the corner, and there's a, just wait a second, let me get control, and zips to the cross-court and gets them with 17. Because the Bills will dribble it out, 81-62, the final score as the Billikens win their 19th game of the year and keep pace with those at the top four or five, depending on what Dayton does, maybe even gaining ground. The Billikens win at 81-62 over Loyola. The sweet sound of Bob Ramsey and Earl Austin Jr. with the call on KMOX, and I know that's music to the ears of our next guest. He is the head coach at St. Louis University, and our Billikens report with Travis Ford. Our interview with him is sponsored by Royal Banks of Missouri. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Uh, Doing good, Tom. Good morning. Um, Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Well, you heard it right there. He said that uh, depending on what Dayton did, they were going to keep an eye on the standings. As it turns out, George Mason beat Dayton yesterday, 74-69. We open up the standings this morning, and the Billikens are in a three-way tie for second place in the league. They are 11-5. So are Dayton and Fordham, VCU, the team you're going to play on Tuesdays, 13-3. and three. Why is that so significant? Because the top four teams get a double bye in the A-10 tournament. That's a nice reward, isn't it, for uh, all the hard work? It is. It is. You know, it's, um, you know, at this point, you know, we just got to figure out next game one at a time, not really worry about that next. But it's always nice to get the double bye, Uh you know, for standing purposes and, you know, obviously going into the A-10 tournament, uh, you know, there, there's not going to be any probably at-larges in our league at this in, in, at this point. So you got to go there and got to figure out how to win it. Uh, and having to only take three games is a lot, probably a little bit easier than four. But I tell you what they have done, though, Tom, that a lot of people don't realize, uh, they put a break in the middle of the tournament. Uh, so, you know, even if you have to play four, you get two games, then you get a day off. Hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they've done that, which is they've never, ever done. 
Uh, I think the break is either is on like Thursday or Friday where there's no games and they put a break in there. But you still want to get that double buy, no doubt, just because you want to win games, period. You want to win games, and that's what it's all about, is trying to figure out how to win the next one and finish as high as you can. And You know, our league is ultra, ultra competitive, especially in the upper half. Uh, a lot of solid teams, uh, you know, solid teams. Obviously, VCU has kind of stood out, uh, you know, so far. But, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of teams buying to try to figure out how to finish at the top. No doubt about it. Loyola has learned that it is a tough conference as they start out their first season in the league three and 13. You know, they're going to improve as the years go by. Your team is, as I mentioned, 11 and five, you're 19 and 10 overall. It's just never easy in this game. And yesterday in the first half, Yuri Collins gets in foul trouble. He plays seven minutes yet. You're still, still able to get some flow on offense. Weren't you? Yeah. You know, um, that's never the great uh, a great scenario when Yuri gets an early foul draw. He got a foul in the first, I think the second defensive possession. He got his first one, and then we're already like, uh oh, you know, we it takes a little bit of aggressiveness off, and then oh, six seven minutes later, he gets his second. Luckily, we had a little bit of a lead. Uh, it was kind of going back and forth at that time, uh, so I take him out with his second, and was really keeping an eye on the score whether I wanted to bring him back or not. And then we started increasing it. Uh, you know, we, uh, Larry Hughes did a great job running the team. Uh, we really started, uh, Gibson Jimerson really helped handle the ball and he got a couple assists in that stretch and we were able to go in at halftime up 16. And, uh, you know, uh, that's always good to get out of the half when you're in foul trouble, but, you know, we were coming off a really tough game emotionally where you go into Richmond and we all know Richmond and us has always played tough games over the last three years, almost a little bit of a, a smaller rivalry between us and Richmond. We go in there and uh, they're, they're playing with a lot of emotion with their coaches out uh, with health reasons. And uh, we play actually really well. We, we played really well, especially offensively and did some good things defensively, but they threw in 17 threes on us. And it, uh, it was an emotional hit because we played well enough to win and we had big leads and they were banking threes in at the end of the shot clock. And, it was just their night. So, so to be able to respond from that and go up 16 at half against a, uh, a Loyola team that struggled to get wins, but they got, you know, three guys that are in their starting lineup that was on an NCAA team last year. Uh, so I think that just shows this is never easy. I don't, you know, it doesn't, you know, this league is not easy. There's no guarantees, but they got a good team that, like you said, is going to really be good in the future. Yeah, they play a certain style, and they will get there. I mean, there's no doubt about it. In fact, they were early in the half. They're up by four. As you mentioned, your team just gets it done. Uh, Gibson Jimerson has just been on a tear here. He now has 20-plus in five of the last seven. We all know that he's the scorer for you from the outside, but he can also do it from the inside. But really, um, just his ability all over the floor and – uh, getting to the free throw line and knocking down his free throws. And on top of that, he dishes out four assists. He pulls down six boards. He's become a good defensive player for you, too. Yeah, Tom, you make a great point. A uh, great point. Because everybody, when the first thing you say about Gibson Jimson, you think of his threes, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. But he's really driving the ball really well right now. He's curling screens really well right now. He's finding other ways to score, moving without the ball. Then he gets four assists, zero turnovers, six rebounds. Um, and then he played a really good game defensively. 
you know, it, it was a complete game for him, and that's what we need uh, from everybody. You know, you don't maybe have to go out and score 20 every night for some other guys, but we need guys, you know, contributing rebounding. Uh, we need them contributing defensively. Um, there's a lot of aspects of basketball. You know, it's not football where you just play one side. There's a lot of aspects that you can contribute in the game of basketball on the court, whether it be screening, passing, cutting, blocking out, talking. There's a lot of ways to contribute, and we've got to get everybody contributing uh, in that manner. At some point, you start to realize, if you're a Jimerson or anybody else, that I only have so many games left in this uniform. And at some point, that, that kicks in, too. Not that he wasn't giving you everything he had before that, but I'm sure that's also in his mind. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I think, you know, we've got some older guys on our team, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of emotions start going into it. Uh, I've dealt with this for 26 years as a college coach, head coach. I start, You always start realizing guys that are seniors, when it starts getting close, they start wondering what's next. And, uh you know, we want them to live in the moment at this point. Live in the moment. All that stuff is going to come later, uh, whatever is next. Uh, but live in the moment. Take each game and enjoy uh, trying to be the best you can today. And uh, I think Gibson's doing a pretty good job of that right now. Without a doubt. So you get yourselves a victory, the win over uh, Loyola. Final one is 81-62. And uh, so many things you could point to. And by the way, Jake Forrester, who does he think he is? He pulls up from three, <laughs> knocks it down too. <laughs> just just the way we drew it up, right? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. unexpected stuff is fun. You know, I said it, it was, it was, it was about time something kind of went our way because those are the shots that have been going in against us in regulation. And when games are tight, those are the shots that uh, look like at Richmond when guys were banking them in from the top of the key with one second to go on the shot clock. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, no, yeah, that's not our first option. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, you got to have some fun. And that's, that was good to see. Now you take on VCU and we all know how good they are. We saw you play them. Uh, you lost it by eight. It was a very competitive game, a late night game at Chaffetz Arena uh, back on February 3rd. Now here you are at the end of February and you get them again. What can you tell us about VCU? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, obviously I've been watching that game late, you know, last night and again this morning trying to study our first game. <clears throat> we actually did a lot of really good things. Got up eight early in the game and did some really good stuff. Um, but then we, you know, we couldn't sustain their point guard, got 37 on us. And it was tough shots. He earned them. I mean, he's a quick point guard, and it wasn't like they were layups. They were pull-up jumpers, which is supposed to be the toughest shot in college, in all of basketball. A lot of pull-up jumpers on, you know, shooting over hands and, you know, uh, pulling up from deep from three. And, you know, uh, we, we were doing a pretty good job, but we just couldn't, you know, he, he just literally led them to victory. Um, but they're, they're playing actually better right now, especially, the, you know, the other players on their team are playing much better. A guy named Nunn on the wing is playing much better. Uh, their team is playing better. So, yeah, we're, uh, you know, we've got a great challenge ahead of us. We know, you know, BCU, they sell out every game, things like that. Uh, you know, they're still, you know, they're still trying to figure out how they can win the league. We still have a chance. We go in there and start playing, uh, and, and able to get a victory. You never know what can happen. So, uh, we're both sitting at the top of the league, near the top, and uh, should be a good game, hopefully. And then you have one more home game, and you and I won't uh, talk until 
that one's over too. So I thought maybe we could throw that out there that on Friday night at six, you're going to be playing Dayton at Shavitz Arena. I know we go one game at a time here, but what an emotional night that'll be in a lot of different ways. Always is your final regular season game and uh, saying goodbye to the seniors. And this is a fan base that has shown up for you. They have uh, tried to get in there and, and give it all they have, and, and you'll get to see them one more time. I'm sure you'd encourage them to get in the house on Friday night for a 6 o'clock start. Yeah, they've been there every night. We've had great crowd, incredible crowd. I think it might even have been a sellout again last night. We've had several uh, fans have been tremendous come and supporting the guys, and uh, really means a lot, and you know I think they enjoy how hard our guys play. Hadn't gone perfect every night, but our guys, you know, they've played hard um, and, and given it up as well. Uh, but we greatly appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot. There's great support here, um, and uh, I, I know it's probably going to be another sellout come Friday night. From what I'm hearing, it's going to be a great crowd. But if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, I'm sure there's a few available. So try to go get them. It's a, a, a fun Friday night game. We've had some great battles with Dayton. Uh, especially here, um, some some great games. So uh, yeah, we hopefully can get a, another great crowd, and uh, and and hopefully it makes a difference. If I may offer a suggestion, those crazy soccer fans that are going to be in town for the home opener at City Park the next day, March fourth. If you're looking for something to do on a Friday night, I know you'll be staying at a hotel right there. I mean, they're everyone's going to be right there. You might as yeah. well come on over with. They serve beer at those games, at the slew games. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> you can come and have some fun. That's for sure. Yeah, come they'll take you. Scream loud and uh, and then uh, go uh, go start Major League Soccer off the right way the next day. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Uh, good luck with all of it, and congratulations on the win yesterday over Loyola, Travis Ford. We appreciate you as always. Oh, Tom, I really, really appreciate it and appreciate all the support and all that you guys have done. And want to give a shout-out to uh, the women's basketball team. Rebecca and her team heading to the A-10 tournament, three seed, really obviously playing their best basketball of the year right now. And uh, uh, I think uh, I think some good things are going to get ready to happen for them. Uh, they're playing really, really good basketball. So want to wish them all the best as well. No, I'm sure they heard that and appreciate that. I know that's the case. They have really been something. Tomorrow I will host the coaches' show uh, with Rebecca Tillett and players, as you'll be traveling, and Bob Ramsey will be traveling to VCU. So I'm looking forward to that, and it has been something. Being with them this year, what a remarkable run they've been on. You could just see it coming. And Rebecca Tillett in the program, as Coach mentioned, their number three seed in the A-10 championship. And by the way, a double bye for just the third time since SLU joined the league in 2005. What a first year she's had. Coach, thank you very much for the visit. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Tom. Appreciate it. Travis Ford with us on KMOX. We will take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll be joined by the general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway, Chris Blair, as NASCAR season is underway and a race coming to St. Louis in just three months. Back after this. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Will Smith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win. Billikens win. Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to the show. Joining us is a regular guest on this program throughout NASCAR season and IndyCar season, shall I add. And for my role as a partner with Worldwide Technology Raceway, I'm proud to be working with Curtis Francois, the owner of the track, and our guest right now, the general manager. And that is Chris Blair. Chris, always great to have you on KMOX. How are you? Hey, I'm great, Tom. Always a pleasure. It's great to be with you. So we got to spend a little time together this past week at the Bogey Club. What a nice little gathering of folks is David Stewart, the founder of Worldwide Technology Raceway, hosted a party. He had some guests by the name of Jackie Joyner-Kersey and the one and only Richard Petty. The king was in the house once again. They were all sitting at the table together. Dave, the king, JJK and a host of others in a gathering to promote the Enjoy Illinois 300 and beyond. That's pretty cool. It was. You know, and I've been in this business now as longer than I care to admit. I you know, graduated from college 30 years ago, and I've worked professionally in racing ever since and even before that. And, you know, anytime Richard Petty walks in the room, there's something special, you know, about that. you just kind of in awe. And every time I see Richard, I always thank him because I said, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have a job because he pretty much created this industry and took it to the next level. And, uh, you know, so getting that time with him was fantastic. And it, uh, it was just a, such a great evening. And for him to show the support and love that he has for the town and for our racetrack, uh, you know, that's one of those things like a, like a dream come true to see somebody of that stature really trying to help us advance uh, what we're trying to do here in St. Louis. Yeah, what you're trying to do is sell out another race, year number two at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Year one went pretty well. What did you learn from year one as we move into year two? Well, that, that was one of those things. We took a, a lot of effort in gathering feedback from our race fans with fan surveys, not only before the event, but during the event and after the event. We were trying to figure out what we could do so that we could always stay on top of it. You know, Some of the things that we learned was that we needed more concessions, so we're doubling the number of points of sale for concessions. Uh, Wi-Fi connectivity was uh, uh, an issue, so we're uh, definitely increasing that multimillion-dollar Wi-Fi uh, upgrade. Uh, we've made a lot of enhancements and improvements to our uh, our camping. And then just trying to do more. Uh, you know, we were very successful. All the fans that we talked to loved all the uh, extra entertainment that we had going on with the Confluence Music Festival, plus the stuff we did with Kenny Wallace and all the guys out there on the Midway. So we're trying to crank that up another notch this year as well. So we, we've learned from a few little things that we, we knew we'd have some growing pains on that first year, but we did pretty well based on everything we've been told from the NASCAR folks. And we're just trying to continue to uh, improve and grow and do some things that other tracks aren't doing. You have a great champion in Joey Logano. I think that helps a lot. By the way, darn near won the Daytona 500. I mean, he got beat by a nose by Ricky Stenhouse Jr. on that caution. It was when the caution button was pushed that uh, they made the determination that Stenhouse won it. But Logano almost won it. That's going to be fun. And it's Kevin Harvick's last go-around. I know he has a lot of connection to St. Louis. Yeah, with Kevin, you know, he's been a good ambassador for uh, Bush Beer, and uh, you know, they're going to do a good send-off. We're working on some special things for him as well. You know, it was kind of funny, Tom. Yesterday I was uh, kind of crashed out on my couch and uh, was watching the weather delay from uh, California. They actually had snow at the track yesterday in Fontana. Crazy. And uh, 
they they came back up uh, with a recap of the season and they were showing the uh, the highlights of our race and it was about a three minute highlight reel and really really got me pumped up to see just how good that race was and you know we went to overtime and the Joey Logano Kyle Busch shootout for the win was just absolutely incredible and it kind of set the stage for everything Joey accomplished for the rest of the season and uh, you know so I'm I'm hoping we can build from that it showed you know people weren't really sure how our track would race with the new Cup car. And it really, uh, that car is designed for our track when you really see how well they were able to run three and four abreast and uh, lots of beating and banging and guys who were in the back were able to make their way to the front. So that's what you, everything you'd want in a race. And we had it. Joey was very complimentary of your track and the entire atmosphere following that race and how everything was handled. So that's a great thing when you have a good champion like that who speaks very highly of you. Uh, speaking of California, this is the last race, isn't it, at Fontana? They're not going to run here again. Why is that? Well, they're, what they're looking at is there were a lot of cookie-cutter racetracks for many, many years where it was that traditional tri-oval shape of a mile and a half. Uh, Fontana was a little more unique because it was a two-mile oval. But uh, NASCAR sees that there's a need for short track uh, racing, additional short tracks. So what they're going to do out there at Fontana is take it down to a smaller size. Uh, The original plans called for a half mile. I think now they're talking like it's going to be closer to a three-quarter mile track. And uh, they're going to be doing a lot of development around the facility as well. So it's going to be more of an entertainment district is the plan that they're going with. So, uh, you know, I hate to see that track go because it did produce some great racing once the track aged in and everything. But I think – having another great short track on the schedule, especially in a market like that, should be fantastic. You know, I agree with you. I think that when you think of NASCAR, when most people think of NASCAR, they think of the South. You know, they think of Daytona and Talladega and Bristol and all the history there. The Midwest, of course, we have a strong racing background throughout. But I'll tell you, there's a lot of driving going on in California. There's all across, not just NASCAR, but there's a lot of race fans in California, aren't there? There are, and that, I used to live out on the West Coast, so I was very familiar with all those tracks up and down the coast. Unfortunately, California real estate has caused a lot of racetracks to go away. Uh, so I think this is a good move by NASCAR in preserving that uh, short track racing heritage that they had out there on the West Coast for so long. You know, they're you know both dirt tracks and asphalt tracks were kind of going away. So this is a good step up, I think, for NASCAR because this is going to give the fans out there something they can't see anywhere else. Plus, now for that Western core that they have. They'll have the road course at Sonoma. They'll be able to have a short track at Fontana, uh, the one mile at uh, Phoenix, and then Las Vegas Motor Speedway, a mile track at a mile and a half. So now the southwestern United States will pretty much have one of everything. So it's going to give some really good diversity for the fans to see you know something special uh, each time they go to a race. You, this is Chris Blair, the general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway. You mentioned Sonoma. They have NHRA as well. But you are the only facility that has NASCAR, IndyCar, and NHRA. And you'll roll all three out again here in 2023. I wanted to ask in our last couple minutes here about the Bomberito Automotive Group 500. The IndyCar race is back again. What can you tell us about that as you prep? Because as soon as NASCAR on June 4th is over, it's open wheel racing is in your mind. Yeah, well, over at the Bogey Club on uh, Tuesday evening, John Bomarito was there and Chuck Wallace uh, from the group, and we were talking about what we're going to do to make this year's event uh, special. And, you know, we are adding the USAC Silver Crown cars uh, to the Sunday format, so that's going to be really, really good. This year's race will be televised live on NBC. So that's going to be great. We're going to get uh, broadcast to a bigger audience than what we had last year. But we're looking at adding some additional entertainment components, kind of like we do at the NASCAR weekend. 
But IndyCar has really stepped up. Jay Fry, the president of IndyCar, is uh, trying some different things on the competition side. And with that particular race, you're going to have a variety of tires. So teams are going to have to choose different tires during the race uh, that they're going to run. So there'll be a softer compound, a mid-compound. And it's going to be kind of like when you watch some of the Formula One races, you have to play those strategies where you switch tires. Well, this would be the first time this has ever been done on Noble. It's been done on uh, road courses before. But this time, the teams are going to have to strategize. Do they want to be fast early? Do they want to be fast late? How much tire wear do they want? So it's going to make it pretty exciting, and uh, the engineers are going to really earn their money that race weekend. Wow, that's exciting. Uh, No doubt about it, it's a big year for Worldwide Technology Raceway, as it always is. But it just feels so important for this time and place in this entire region right now for sports. We have a lot of things going for us right now, and that professional sports franchise in Madison, Illinois, five minutes from the arch, is a big part of that. Worldwide Technology Raceway, the Enjoy Illinois 300, and the Bomberito Automotive Group 500, not to mention the Midwest Nationals from NHRA. Congrats on all of it. Big year coming, and we will keep in touch with you. I know race fans enjoy when you and I get together and chat. I I see it out there on the social media channels, so that's good. All right, Tom. Just remind everybody they can go to WWTRaceway.com to get tickets. I have to work that plug in. Got to. WWTRaceway.com. <laughs> and if you call the phone number, you hear my voice, I think, still. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That'll work. You had me record. I've never done it. I, it was, you know, press one for I never got to do that before. So thanks for that opportunity. <laughs> Chris Blair, thank you very much for everything. We'll uh, wish you the best. Talk to you real soon. All right. See you, Tom. Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning continues after the news. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.